Okay, so uh, today when you go to a club, what do you see around you in terms of how do you do you compare yourself in relation to how other people are dressed, how people are behaving, whether or not they're comfortable? Well, you know, I don't really compare myself to other people necessarily. But now that I think of it, I definitely do compare myself to the idea of what a club person should look like, if that makes sense. Um, which I think is really interesting because I don't necessarily like comparatively think about how other people are dressed in relation to me, but I compare myself with the ideal perfect standard, right? Which is like, yeah, arguably like a six foot guy, you know, really good looking, uh, I don't know, like well maintains himself well, he's well groomed, um, he's wearing some like a nice shirt, expensive shit, maybe, yeah. What about you, Pallavi? Absolutely. I mean, uh, I, okay, let me, absolutely. I don't think I've ever, that's a lie. I think more often than not, it's not the people I compare myself with. I think it's also whether or not I'm comfortable because I've reached a point in my life where sadly I just don't care. And I know that sounds very depressing, but it's really not. Um, but I do agree. If I do ever end up comparing myself to something, it's this idea of what it means to go to a club and whether or not I'm fitting the norm. And the norm is usually defined by, you know, wear a skirt, wear a dress. If you do choose to wear pants, wear sexy pants and sexy pants are something that shows off the curve of your butt or mm. wear a shirt that's a tank top and, you know, you can hint you hint a little bit of the cleavage or you come off as someone who exudes confidence showing off your arms even because I think that's a huge People don't think about it, but showing off your arms is a huge insecurity for a lot of people I've met personally. So, yeah, I think it's the norm that I've held myself up to, which is an interesting segue because what we're going to talk about today is perfection and the norm and the ideal. Right? Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned like 10 different things that you look out for. <laughs> Outfits, exposure and whatnot. I mean... I just think that's funny because my answer was so shallow. And I think it reflects in many ways different standards of beauty and I, perfection, not to overuse the word, that men and women face differently. So I have a question for you. Um, you know, there's so many Bollywood songs that have come out on clubs or that are set in clubs or that have to do with clubs in some way. So was there ever a time when you looked at you know, some actress being shown in a club in Bollywood and you thought like, oh, I need to look like her or I need to be her. Yes, of course. <laughs> when have we not been in that? I mean, actually, of course. And I say, of course, because, and I laugh when I say, of course, because it was a two-pronged reaction. And when I tell you what the image is, you, you'll also understand. It was A, I want to look like her and B, a deep, deep understanding and knowing that I will never look like her. And that's yeah. okay. It's Deepika yeah. Padukone when she walks into that bar in Cocktail. I think that's, for me, the perfect club yeah. slash bar image. The confidence, yeah. the body, mm -hmm. the makeup, I guess. It, it just all comes together very beautifully. So, yes, I think that's one look I've wanted to emulate. And then looking back, I mean, I don't think I'll ever be able to realistically pull it off. And I don't want to because I think I'll just be uncomfortable. So, it's a fantasy that's better left to fantasy for me, at least in the near future what about you 
who has bedazzled you to the point where you want to look like them first i wanted to say you're the sexiest pallavi out there <laughs> i don't know if we're there's on there's way too you're many there's way too many now in terms of me i would definitely say and this is like probably like maybe an expected answer or a, a typical one but hrithik roshan yes. in kabhi gum when they go to like her college prom or whatever and he's <laughs> wearing what he's wearing and he's doing what he's doing uh in that kaidona whatever song i really first of all for me as you said it's like this idea of like looking at them with admiration like looking at him and how he looks but also knowing that I'll never be like him whether it's in terms of skin color eye color height like forget about like you know the whole like body shoddy and all i mean even with these basic things like i know for a fact that i can't be like him and you know sometimes it's just admiration for how the other person looks but then sometimes it's like insecurity right yes um and i think it's interesting because a lot of these songs um these really not only i think target insecurities of some people in some ways but they like strive to depict perfection of bodies or of dance moves or of anything really in in particular um on screen and i think they do it really really well that makes you know people on screen look really aspirational right so i just i think that aspect of not just bollywood i think any movie industry and any music industry hollywood is such a big influence in this way is is really interesting um but yeah any thoughts no i 100% agree it just this emphasis on looking a certain way wearing certain clothes and i guess inhabiting certain environments and doing so with perfection right so i think it's not just about looking perfect i think it's exactly as you said it's going beyond that i think yeah. it sets up a perfect environment and how to be perfect in that environment and i think it just takes for granted that the right people or the mm. people that these spaces are meant for will automatically belong and then now we all just strive to belong and i think we'll talk about some of these more in detail but i think it really ends up promoting a very consumerist and alcoholic perspective on what it means to go to a club and yeah. i think and this is at least what we get from it and again i again i think we've talked about this and i mean you want to emphasize and so do i i guess this is what our definition of perspective uh, perfection is and this is the critiques or the analysis that we put forth is based on our definition of perfection and i completely understand the different people might think of it different differently right hmm. yeah agreed and i think that different people also internalize media content very differently and um i would say that you know we've actually tried to make somewhat of an effort to look at these songs multiple times and try to see emerging trends among videos so we understand that perhaps some of what we're saying doesn't necessarily apply to how we normally view content which is we, we watch a song once and i if it sucks we just don't watch it again or if it's good we watch it maybe two to three times but we don't necessarily notice everything about it the way that both palavi and i claim that someone would um so that's just like a small disclaimer for you i guess mhm well, that's a good disclaimer so let's jump uh, right in i think what well, the perfect one palavi was that So jumping in to the podcast itself um I guess one of the first things that stands out as we hinted a little bit is 
perfection so what does perfection mean and i think it'll help a little to explain how we're going to break down perfe- perfection or what aspects of perfection stood out to us so i really want to like take the lead and talk about maybe one or two points or ideas that stood out to you yeah for sure um i think to begin with perfection was really highlighted through choices of the sets right and considering that we're discussing mainly club songs right now i mean it's really interesting just to talk about the overall environment of the clubs that are being depicted um it's really interesting uh when we look at the ambiance of some of these clubs i mean there's a there's pretty much a total absence of reality now whether you look at how people are dressed whether you look at how big the club is you look at like the ability to even have a synchronized dance of like 200 people in a, in a club i mean it's unthinkable considering our actual club experiences which just involve like you being disclosed to some some dude or some lady who will probably hit you two or three times while they're pissed <laughs> off and someone else will be puking in some corner probably i mean that's that's really when you know the club night like the night at the club was perfect right when yep. okay, i don't mean to promote alcoholism but when when one of your friends pukes at the end of the night that's when you know it was a perfect like night so i just find it really interesting how the ambiance of the club uh, that are being shown itself is just so uh, clean and so like clear and most there's like a pristine element to these to these clubs which i think is interesting but did you have anything to say about the ambiance of the clubs yeah in fact you inspired this so i think credit goes to you but you were talking about how you know without someone puking it's really not a night it's not really clubbing night and it just got me thinking a lot of these songs focus on the perfect elements of what it means to go to the club and by doing that they take away from the entire process from getting waxed or picking the right outfit and you know finding transportation because you can't drive because you're going to go get drunk at the bar then going to the bar getting inside then the lines and then the drinks aren't free so you have to pay for that and then sometimes there's a huge line so you have to sit and wait to get your alcohol and by the time you wait then you just get sober all over again and then assuming you get sufficiently drunk you're dancing and not coordinated in the least i mean i can speak for myself i do not dance well okay, i enjoy I myself attest to this <laughs> but i do enjoy myself right so i do think that they they have taken the perfect clippings it was like if someone could take a 2 minute mo- two hour movie and make it into a 2 minute song by showcasing just the perfect elements that's what these club songs have reminded me of especially in regards to the ambiance and i think that promotes and makes people want to go to this club this club but yeah. they truly don't know what going to the club entails i think it's almost like they teach you how to have fun but they don't teach you how to prepare for all the baggage and all the other stuff that comes along with going to a club so i i completely agree it's showcasing and promoting an ambiance such as incomplete and if i want to take it a bit further than that just not true right yeah great i mean even if you think about songs like say urvashi urvashi i mean last time we spoke about aklad jave or if you if if you speak about say like a dheeme dheeme it's just It's even interesting how many people are just dancing. Yes. And I am sorry I have never been to a club where more than unless like I guess it depends on what time of the night the night we're speaking about but more than like 40 to 50% of people at a given time are actually thoroughly dancing. 
Um, and as you mentioned, forget about synchronized dancing or people even dancing in such a way that they don't harm others. Right? <laughs> All of that. So I just find it, I just find the ambiance and the way they depict the clubs itself to be so interesting. Um, and kind of in relation to that, I, I noticed this um, bigger is better kind of attitude mm-hmm. with respect to how clubs are shown. Um, and by that, what I mean is, uh, that if the size of the club is bigger and all of these clubs have like huge, sorry, all of these songs have huge clubs, right? Yes. Whether it's like Holly Holly, whether it's uh, Dheeme Dheeme or even Choti Choti Peg where they've rented out an entire bloody club. Ground floor, first floor, everything, terrace also, these people would have sat in, uh, you know, <laughs> acted out. <laughs> so I just think it's interesting how the clubs are huge. They're like 200 to 250 background dancers filling the entire space of the set of the club. Uh, you have uh, so many things is going on with respect to each song. But did you notice um, anything with respect to that? No, same, absolutely. And it's not just the size. I think it's much more extravagant, right? You mm-hmm. have fancy clothing, fancy cars. You have booze flowing all around. And it almost feels like I'm in some club utopia. So it's yeah. bigger and better, but bigger even in terms of economic bigger. You have these huge spaces, exactly as you said, you know, being able to rent out an entire club or a bar and dance, and I think is, yeah, I would love to do that one day. But also just from the clothing they wear to the alcohol that they're drinking, it's just all so grand and the lighting. So it's very interesting that we talked about these clubs and these clubs have these neon flashy lights and they make everybody look so good and they make everybody just look more enhanced and just mm-hmm. perfect. Again, right? The use of that word. It's just such a perfect sight. And that's yeah. exactly what we've come to associate with bigger is a better because the bigger the club, the classier the club, which I think mm-hmm. is very interesting because we do talk about trashy clubs versus classy clubs, depending yeah. on the friend circle we hang out with and yeah the classy clubs are basically the clubs that are seen in Chote Chote Peg or Holly Holly because these are these fancy glass clubs probably imported booze just suppose there's a platform in one of these songs and I personally have never seen a platform in a club for people to dance and I've seen an area cordoned off but I've never actually quite seen a performance and that's what these sets are meant for they're literally perfect sets constructed for the perfect performance which i think is really interesting and bringing me and just bringing that one step further what do you think about performance you know whether it be choreography coordination i was just thinking about like the performance is so powerful because it's perfect but what does that mean let's break that down a little bit Hmm. well with respect to performance i would say they're many aspects of it. I mean, you spoke about lighting earlier, and I think lighting of a set is such an, such a typical way to enhance the perfect look, right? So maybe I could answer your question specifically through referencing lighting. Mm-hmm. But if you look, it's just so interesting because when you think about an actual club and if you think about lights in the club, they by default look everybody, uh, they make everybody look ugly, Right. Yes. <laughs> like fair people like ghosts dark people are just not seen you have like <laughs> nobody looks good when the light actually flashes on you right 
Now, but in these particular songs, right, we notice that, it, like, for Shahid, right, if you if you look at a song like Urvashi Urvashi, well, mm-hmm. even in a dingy club with, like, which is basically looks like a parking lot, which all these Delhi rich kids, I don't know whose father kind of bought that particular parking lot out, <laughs> but it just looks like all the rich kids in that area of Delhi were invited for that party. But mm-hmm. even in that area, you have, like, First of all, you have this dingy lighting to create suspense about Shahid, but the light itself is sh- like shining on him that makes him look like this, like really attractive fair dude, right? Well, even if we look at uh, Rakul Preet and Holly Holly, for instance, I mean, you have all these flashy lights, but what she's wearing is actually fundamentally like very flashy, and her look itself is quite flashy. So the flashy lights actually complement her her look really well and make her look kind of look perfect, essentially, right? Now, even if you look at a song like Dhimi Dhimi, you have all of these, like, I guess yellow lights, but also these flashing lights kind of emphasizing her long legs. Um, and there's there's this particular dialogue involving, like, Chansa Chahira, and they have these mirrors of the club that are kind of giving off this reflection of, like, her super luminous, shiny face. I mean, <laughs> these are all subtle ways to use lighting to basically make um, specific actors, whether it's their look, right, their profile in the song, or even the choreography is really, really uh, nice and ideal, right? Irrespective of what character they're playing or what the actual storyline is, like, nobody gives two shits about that, basically. I completely agree. I think you brought such such an interesting point, right? They all look fair. Never in my club experience, when we've taken drunken selfies, have either of us looked nearly as fair as they have. And I don't mean this in that, like, they're different from the original skin complexion. But it looks like these songs have been shot during the day, right? And that kind of bright lighting that would allow your natural skin complexion to shine through just doesn't exist in a club. I think Mm -hmm. it also goes to this idea that a lot of people view this club space even today as being able to express certain behaviors physical emotional or otherwise that are not probably allowed outside the boundaries of a club and i do think that this shady lighting gives them some sort of legitimacy to do whatever they want to but in these songs it's almost like they are perfect in their expression of physicality of emotions of reactions of sexuality of everything and they do it mm-hmm. in bright light and absolutely like this focus on skin color i think percolates through various um songs honestly i think almost all songs that we talk about today whether yeah. it be urushi urushi chote chote peg dheeme dheeme you know even rajkumar rao in old me which is another song he doesn't he ha- he's dusky but i think that's probably one of the only exceptions that i can think of other than he still that's his character like right and they're really putting forward his character but other than I that, mean, they're trying to show him as flawed and his wife as basically perfect. Which is song. very interesting, right? Yeah, imperfection to show perfection. Absolutely. And I think lighting does exactly that. I think fla- whether it's flashing on their beautifully, beautifully silky smooth legs, armpits, which is also a thing. Um, if you notice, a lot of these girls raise their hands and I'm like, not only are your arms perfect, your armpits are also perfect. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that's, I just striving for that level of perfection to the minute detail, whether it be yeah. makeup on your cleavage or makeup on your armpit, I think has ing- ingrains in you ideas of what it means to look 
a perf- look a certain way and look perfect i would say but yeah no you talk hello makeup on your freaking six pack abs also that's so true in whiskey whatever choti choti pe kartikarin has definitely makeup on his six pack abs i think multiple songs even this uh, two cheese badi hai mast mast yeah safa dude um not i don't know all the details about him but it definitely looks like they did something to elevate every single vein in his chest area and neck <laughs> i don't know how they do it but they did it no absolutely so i think t- because we're already talking uh, about looks let's talk about appearance right we talk so much about looks in terms of i guess features itself but moving beyond that the clothes they wear or some of the beauty standards that women and men are held up to what stood out to you i would say i would ask well i mean yeah one thing we spoke about is lighting but i think that it's not just lighting but every single choice stylistic or otherwise that is made with respect to the music video highlights certain aspects of how these men and women look in in comparison to others mm-hmm. that in whether they intend to or not i think they really do uh create this particular assumptions or they create certain idealistic notions of what uh beauty and perfection with respect to beauty looks like right now for with respect to the men i just wanted to add that i think it's also interesting how these beauty standards don't just apply to the hero or heroine i mean that would be too simple and bollywood doesn't do simple sometimes yes. right it applies to the freaking background dancers and everybody who's in that video which is mind blowing so what i mean by that is if you take like men okay maybe i'll talk about men mm-hmm. you have all of these background dancers let's take a song like tu cheez badi hai mast mast or even say something like a chote chote pet right yeah and both of these songs you have these sturdy like tuggy muscular like men who are really tall um i don't know if there's variation in terms of skin color of how they look but like i i didn't see any dark people i'm not saying that there have to be dark people in the video i'm not saying that at all i'm just saying that there's a clear pattern of like how people look like in these all of the male ba- background dancers in each of the individual songs look similar which okay. again yet again a beauty standard right now if you have like 22 men who look pretty similar in comparison to to the male actor himself right uh, who slightly stands out right because you have all of these background dancers but also you know you have them both kind of looking the same i i just think that it creates a standard there um yeah so that that's what i noticed in terms of the men but did you notice anything in terms of the women specifically um the background dancers so much um so much i think you're absolutely right in that background dancers are also just beautiful they're gorgeous in their own right right and this gorgeousness definitely sets a standard because not only are they physically perfect they dance fantabulously right yeah and again of course i don't know about the diversity in terms of specific height etc etc but they all just look like the actress they all look yeah. like shadows of the actress which i guess again perpetrates this idea of so if the actress is that perfect and the background dancers look like the actress by default mm. they just because like they are also expected to conform to that idea of perfect 
So yeah. yes, I definitely think a similar pattern sort of holds for women as well. And mm-hmm. I think move also in addition to that, I guess in songs like Lamborghini and even Urushi Urushi brands, right? These songs have become advertisements. I think we talked a little bit about how these songs are performances, really not songs that are a part of the story or the movie. But I think yeah. it's really, really highlighted when an entire song. Or I don't know how much of it, but I think a significant portion of your song's budget comes from ad revenue or ad money from big boy toys. Also question the name. Um, excuse yeah. me. But yeah, I mean, would you want to talk a little bit about that? Because you found that out, which I thought was crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, to begin with, I was watching Urvashi Urvashi and I saw that they were using all these branded cars that kind of looked ugly okay so i was just thinking like <laughs> what what about these cars make makes them look ugly and i noticed it's this huge uh, big boy to- toys logo that's on every single one of the luxury cars that they showed um honestly i don't think it ends with just the cars being branded i'm 100% sure the car helicopter bike every single vehicle in that song is probably a, a, some type of an ad advertisement or some type of a brand placement that uh, I mean sometimes you can figure out and then sometimes I'm sorry I'm really not that savvy and also I don't know you know what all these brands are but I just thought it was that was interesting um, and then I just happened to take a look specifically at Lamborghini and I, I was just noticing and something looked strangely familiar and then I, I was like shit well even the cars, both the Lamborghinis that are in the remix version in the Jem Amidi movie, or I, I hope that's called. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Both of them are from Big Boy Toys. And yep. it just blew my mind. And then then I started looking at specific brands of like, okay, what are some other shit that is being advertised? Well, in Lamborghini, we have uh, these Beats, right? From these boat um, headphones and Beats that are being advertised. We have, like, all of this. You pointed out athletic wear, so if you wanted to talk about that, you could. But, like, you have all of these people wearing shades, everything from the shades that they wear to the clothes that they wear, the car in that. They, they, they've even shot a part of the song in the freaking showroom of Big Boy Toys. I mean... I know. Absolutely. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like, how can we possibly reinforce this idea that you have to buy a car from here? Because romanticized driving a car that gives you shit mileage and whose maintenance costs will probably cost more than your monthly salary, depending on who you are, of course. But yeah, I think it's ridiculous that we as a society are promoting more consumerist behavior, not in positive directions where we're like, oh, you know, this car is low emissions. No, no, no. Buy a Lamborghini for no bloody reason. I'm sorry. I'm just not a car enthusiast. So maybe it can go. 180 kilometers per hour, whatever people say, are the reasons they buy a Lamborghini. But on Indian roads, I'm sorry, like, who drives a Lamborghini again? It's just practicality, I guess, for me, Trump's over perfection. But it's interesting, absolutely, as you said, that that's that's held up as a standard. Yeah. No, it's interesting because that car has more of a character development in that entire song than either the singers or the actors or the background dancers. (laughs) I mean, so true. it's insane how many times they they show the car moving, they show the car being parked, they show the car in the showroom, they like zoomed in and out of the car, they showed people sitting in the car, they showed people standing outside the car. 
they showed the logo that damn lamborghini logo some six at least four times they zoomed in and out of it for no reason. yeah cuz <laughs> hey it's the perfect car it is. that's why I'm my bad. yes moving on um to something that we both very passionately care about and this actively and openly fast fashion do you want to talk a little bit about that? especially since we're talking about lamborghini so one thing i mean so i kind of mentioned this with respect to lamborghini is how like the actor and the actress seem to be wearing pretty fashionable athletic wear and what not i don't i don't even know how yeah. to describe what that guy is wearing um <laughs> it, i i just don't know i literally don't know what he is like what you what words you use to describe his look but now the problem with all of these songs is that the actors and the actresses are damn fashionable okay in fact lamborghini mm-hmm. takes it to the next level where the singer neha kakkar and jassi gill the two singers are also damn fashionable in that song and for whatever reason they're there in the video and they look perfect in the video also but absolutely what's interesting about um all of these songs is is basically Uh, sorry i just totally lost my yeah is that you not only have to kind of uh, dress up the actors and the actresses well you have to dress up the 100 or 150 background dancers and you have to make them look good well obviously you're not going to make everyone wear branded clothes because the, i don't think they have that high of a budget also <laughs> so oh yeah i mean it's kind of obvious that they're basically using all this fast fashion stuff to make everyone look stylistic but do we really want to be selling fast fashion to people i mean this is your this is this is an area you care so much about so why don't you tell why don't you tell the audience about this no i'm sorry i just think it's morally so questionable to use and wear fast fashion propagated and i i was just looking it up i just googled fast fashion in bollywood and the first thing that came up was sabhi sachi one of the most popular bollywood fashion designers collaborate with h&m right and h&m has been notorious for its use of sweatshop labor sweatshop labor to produce specific garments um just not respecting fair trade regulation i mean think about the number of bollywood songs that probably just go by off of zara right or just go by off of some cheap really affordable fast fashion um outlet but yet choose to spend crores on the set or crores on specific unnecessary elements like maybe adding that extra lamborghini or whatever you might say yeah yeah so i just think it's completely unnecessary and i think it does this dangerous thing of it bollywood has the power to set trends mm-hmm. and when it sets specific trends like this and promotes clothing that are vulnerable to fast fashion companies taking over and manufacturing them in bulk yeah i think you just have to be very ethical and you need to make deliberate decisions i'm not shaming anyone or blaming anyone even though i just did mm-hmm. uh but i just need to say people i'm saying people just need to be more conscious about what they're internalizing and consuming mm-hmm. especially when the repercussions just go far beyond just buying that piece of skirt or shirt and i'm sorry that was a tangent but um no yeah, i think i think there's something to be said there um firstly like if you buy fast fashion that's totally okay again these are just our opinions we I, yeah. i don't know about pallavi but i certainly do buy some clothes from fast fashion i mean it's affordable okay. to be honest like how many people can afford those fancy you know 2000 3000 rupees shirts i completely get it like affordability has always been the biggest selling point for these companies yeah. no but i think it's it's interesting that you bring up the point of affordability because i mean the fast fashion that these background dancers are wearing they don't look cheap 
they they don't they don't all. look like they just came out of a freaking factory where 200 women were sitting and toiling away they look like rich people's clothes and these are the types of clothes that everybody i think in india today and not everyone that's a bit of an exaggeration and you can never say the word everyone with respect to india but certainly like <laughs> you know many parts of rural suburban and definitely urban india aspire to wear and think of as the perfect outfit or the perfect club attire right um absolutely so i just think that this point is interesting because i didn't know how to describe what um sari uh bhumi padnekar was wearing in dheeme dheeme so i just googled like bhumi padnekar sari dheeme dheeme i mm-hmm. kid you not there were specific links to fashion <laughs> and in which they like showed her picture and they're like oh buy this red georgette sari i did the same thing for ananya pandey and kartik aryan and there are direct results that are lead to fashion uh, websites so there's no doubt that people are being influenced to think of these outfits as ideal or you know as desirable or perfect for for a setting like a club right um, absolutely but yeah, no, yeah that's a really interesting point uh, yep and i think it's also about perfection it's you know last point i think is like fast fashion comes in because and it's so powerful because i think it makes something that's i'm sure like for example if you look at the song prada it's all about like get me prada get me gucci yeah. but if a normal person walked into a prada gucci showroom they would hate what they saw i mean not everybody but i would say like most people would just be confused as to why something that looks like that is that expensive but the thing with fast fashion is they make what these people are wearing on screen that is perfection mm. affordable yeah. because these are beautiful pieces of clothing that look really good mm. but are actually really cheap so no i think that's really interesting too but yeah no um fast fashion fast import importation mm. uh, <laughs> what does that bring you to the next point i mean one thing i really want to talk about is uh the elephant in the room really which is why <laughs> and i thought i would never swear on this podcast but i just did are are there so many white women in every bloody song can we talk about this please in detail yeah i mean firstly i just why, why do you think that there are these white women who are just randomly put in every song um Do you want maybe you can give some examples or like why why do you think they're there Pallavi Okay so it's funny you ask me for an example because every single song except one I think yeah. has white women in the background yeah. and I think it's interesting because um we talk a lot about perfection we talk about how class is linked to perfection in a very very sort of fundamental way mm-hmm. and I think white women are a sort of brand please forgive any offense to the statement but that's what they are represented as in the song because white women in india or white women who come to india go to specific clubs because they can afford those clubs they have access to certain clubs and i think that makes the clubs more perfect or it lends us a specific air of legitimacy to the club mm-hmm. and i think it enhances you know what that club is or like the global appeal of it or the fact that it's cool or the fact that it, you know it's perfect yeah. right Mm-hmm. they represent a specific socio economic strata and i think including that in your song definitely lends this air of you know 
look we're actually that cool we're that classy we have a global appeal white women come to our club right like mm-hmm. what more do you want almost but yeah i mean that's one point but what do you think uh yeah firstly i think it's interesting how irrespective it doesn't matter which part of the world the club is in right whether it's urvashi urvashi which is in a freaking parking lot in the middle of god knows where right for all we know it could be like some gaziabad or some shit there's there white there's white women there there's white women in chote chote pegs there's white women in holly holly dheeme dheeme <laughs> in every song whether it's a club in delhi or in london or anywhere else or in a or if it's a wedding i'm sorry like since when are there so many white women at indian wedding in i just, it's just baffling else is like 80, there's no white men though they're only white <laughs> in these shaadi sangeet songs or whatever even these club songs i'm like at least put in two or three men there so it looks a little realistic what nonsense is this only a bunch of white women would walk into a club but you know i just i think that i i really like what you said right i think that we spoke a lot about brands we spoke about appearance i think that white women are just there to serve as a commodity of, of a brand right and in some ways not only do they provide contrast so that the heroine kind of stands out i mean obviously when you have a bunch of white women wearing gagra cholis in the background like in holly holly like rakul preet wearing her studded bra and whatever <laughs> shorts she's wearing she stand out and i don't know maybe sexy, she's wearing jeans right and similarly i think that honestly these women these white women make the guy also look good um and i think that's also something to talk about it's really interesting because the male background dancers are almost always indian or brown or i don't know what what else to call them right i mean they yep like they're indian but typically in so many of these songs that right, whether it's like as i mentioned choti choti peg holly holly um even two cheese badi hai must must they're just there's like white women and brown guys dancing next to each other and i think it again reinforces this idea of the the kind of muscular kind of hot guy whether it's a background dancer um or whether it's a hero kind of going to the club and getting action from white women i mean it's, exactly the perfect kind of fantasy that you know perhaps some indian men have right so i think it's a way of just reinforcing that fantasy and presenting it on screen and also legitimizing these heroes and heroines and uh, as like you know the perfect people to be in a club right yeah But honestly i just think it's so unnecessary you it looks look- tacky i said it there you go it just looks i'm sorry it just looks weird out of place tacky and it just reminds me of so many things that make me uncomfortable and just angry that i'm just like this was just not necessary agreed um in fact none of the white women look different from each other you just have blonde maybe one or two brunettes i think there's some stigma against people who have dark hair also now in bollywood right <laughs> everybody has highlights yeah just kidding yeah, i think that's interesting but even dark hair is one big problem and then they all are super thin super gorgeous uh they they i don't know maybe the stereotype is they'll wear what you want them to wear and so, dance how you i think there's also definitely the sexuality connotation because mm-hmm. they quote and quote i think white women specifically give the petite 
school girl white woman gives off a very specific kind of sexual vibe that yeah. is the fantasy of a lot of people right so i do think it's also veering into that territory and um you're absolutely right you stole the words right out of my mouth yep it's commodifying them on screen and legitimizing them and leg- legitimizing the actors and the actresses and just ex- yeah basically what you said so mm-hmm. yeah white women mm, i'm going to cut that part out but yes <laughs> I guess one last point I wanted Asbo to address was the lyrics mm-hmm. of these songs, and maybe I'll ask you this: like, did you feel that the lyrics of these songs, in some ways, reinforce certain ideas of appearance, or uh, I don't know, perhaps suggested something about perfection? Ali. I'm sorry, literally, I, it just translates into you are a great object or you're very, it depends on how you translate must. I mean, yeah. there's only two cheese, buddy, hey, must, must. In Holly Holly, you have like, mera thumka to fire lagave and then Choti Choti Peg has its own, you know, I am beautiful, I have, I look like the moon or oh my God, you're the perfect figure, right? Yeah. So absolutely, I think, in almost all of these songs there is some very literal allusion to the physical perfection of the female protagonist yeah what about you what did you think about that and what do you think it implies and how perfection i think just runs deeper than what we see on screen well that's a very meta question that i was <laughs> but if if i think of a superficial answer i think in in many ways it does kind of reinforce this idea of like who does a perfect girl look like well it's it's not as simple as the guy singing oh like two cheese buddy and must must right but it's a problem when kiara adwani looks the way she does she looks perfect in every single way she does look must right so yeah. the lyrics reinforce every single stereotype that we have of beauty and once you kind of see what what appears on screen well you believe it right it's it's not Absolutely. about it's not just about like oh like i'm professing my love to you type of thing it's literally like look i am beautiful this guy is saying i am beautiful this guy is saying that like i think there's a particular line i'm trying to find which song but it ah uh, in urvashi urvashi it's like sundar ladki charo aur par tu sabse sexy right yeah. so i if one dude is comparing you to a bunch of white women and saying you are more sexier than the white woman <laughs> what more do you want you know <laughs> honestly jackpot no i also think it's interesting because i think in two cheese buddy hai must must he says two cheese buddy hai must must and she repeats in the cor- uh, in the chorus main cheese buddy hu must must which is just like you have internalized objectification to like the next degree where petite fair thin women are must right that's it like yeah. you've internalized the idea to the point where you just depict that on screen always <laughs> almost Okay, just to quote Ananya Pandey. I know this is not her speaking. I'm just saying, in in Dime Dime, she literally sings, "Hi, mera rang sunaira, uspe ye chand sa chaira, aakho ka hai ye paira." Just imagine waking up <laughs> in the morning and looking at yourself in the mirror and saying this shit to yourself. Ravi, don't you do that? I do that. I do that every morning. <laughs> I look kidding. at I look at photos of you and do this, Palavi, but. Unfortunately, I do not have the self-confidence to say shit like this to myself. But yeah, I I think even the most pretty girl will not say this to herself looking in the mirror. 
like agree it's just a way of making the audience recognize that her face looks like the chand or whatever nonsense right it, she's not saying oh like i'm so pretty she's saying you think i'm pretty and i'm here to reinforce that idea through the lyrics absolutely very powerful point um so yeah i so i have a question for you i mean we spoke a lot about uh, <laughs> appearance what do you think about the dance aspect i mean apparently not only are these people supposed to look perfect they're also supposed to be amazing at dancing right so what what did you think about that i just think it's extraordinary how coordinated they are i mean <laughs> it's not just coordination in terms of you know you know your own dance steps you know where your position in the set is etc etc if you see there certain lifts okay when either rakul preet falls in the background dancers in holly holly or in tuchi's badi hai masmas basically there are certain songs in which there's minimal interaction between the two and it just happens seamlessly it's like they're yeah. prepared for it they know exactly when the cue is these women and men dance in sync as if they were practicing since they were five it's just interesting because i think this brings us back to the idea of coordination in a way where no one stands out mm-hmm. anything that stands out isn't perfect so you engineer perfection through homogeneity homogeneity now can be or can be through coordination so that you in literally instruct people to dress a certain way you pick certain people who look a certain way and then you put all of them together and then they just look like one happy family who've come out of the same four houses in delhi mm. so mm. i think perfection is so much about like yes the dance but also the way they've interacted with each other to create this dance performance where yeah. they all just look the same and they look like they know and can read each other's minds which in yeah. a club i'm sorry when does that happen how many times have i stepped on your foot accidentally but yeah, yeah. no you? you know it's it's funny cuz i think of like how fish and birds have like mating rituals sometimes <laughs> in like dances that are perfectly synchronized or like you know these synchronized movements and i think of these songs in exactly what you said the exact same way where literally there's perfect coordination the dancers all look like by birth only they knew what to do and then <laughs> all their mission in life was to come to the club and do that right exactly and sometimes they wear like what they're wearing i'm like how can you possibly even dance the way that you dance wearing what you're wearing like if you look at um chote chote peg with oh my god but the wearing heels okay i was going to nah, i'm not going to go there but she was wearing heels that are super long okay and she is jumping doing all sorts of shit like dancing full on in those heels i genuinely don't know how she did it um then you have someone like kiara adwani in two cheese badi hai masma same thing and with that uncomfortable looking outfit i don't know how she did what she did but she did it yep um so that also i find interesting that it doesn't matter who you are which girl you are which background or even guy which background you come from whatever it is you will dance perfectly in that club it doesn't Absolutely. even how much alcohol you've had also <laughs> which i think again i love that you brought this back because i think it reinforces that it's a performance and performance has i think the connotation that i get is perfection is fake and i'll give you a very specific example of it 
Yeah. How can a drunk person who has bathed in whiskey, drank multiple chote pegs of whiskey, have have has had multiple shots of Bacardi in Holly Holly, be able to dance the way they do? Right. I think there's. I I mean I can speak for myself when I've been drunk. Chote, I mean, chote, there's a certain. Huh. They dance like they're sober. They dance like they're stone cold sober, or they've had like. a pill that gives you energy not alcohol that re- disrupts your body balance agree which is just incredible right so it's so much of a performance and it needs to be a perfect performance where you forego aspects of reality and experimentation even yeah i think in some ways i 100% agree and in some ways you know the fact that they don't even bloody look drunk i mean it just reinforces this performative aspect of the entire thing as you said i mean basically what it looks like is and this is a point that you said to me earlier when we were talking about this is that like this is basically a performance for the audience it's not about them being in the club having a chill time or even about the chemistry between the two or the dance even it is just a performance for the audience to look at these people want to wear what they wear want to do what they do want to drink how they drink uh and want to have like a guy or a girl like how is shown in the video and that's about it i mean it's not about the hero or heroine um and even in terms of the choreography right it's i, I think i need we or at least i need to look at this more closely but suddenly they like zoom into the girl you know for one specific part of the girl uh, the girl's dance and then they'll zoom into the guy and it's it just it's not only just unrealistic it straight up looks like a performance Mm-hmm. and a artificial one of that so i think it's interesting for sure 100% and i think you talked about something really interesting so i have a question for you this time ooh what <laughs> meta question are you going to ask me now hey um you talked a little bit about chemistry right hmm. so i think going back to your own experiences or your friends experiences or something that you thought about How yeah. do you respond to romance or sexual attraction? Like, do you automatically just know, and you know that that's going to happen? You caught my eye. I'm going to suddenly come and grind on you, or I don't even know what. Right? How do you respond to <laughs> physical or emotional or romantic cues? See, firstly, I feel damn offended that you asked me this question because you know I've gotten zero action at any club. Hello, same. You're talking as if I sleep with every person I go to and meet at club, same. But I could guess that I'd be. First of all, I wouldn't be able to see anything. Okay, so agreed. Yeah. If you want me in a club, I would probably just be confused to begin with. I'd either be really into it or I wouldn't. Which I think is so interesting because in all of these songs. the hottest guy will ap- approach the hottest girl in the club like say urvashi urvashi or even i would say something like two cheese buddy i must must also right mm-hmm. and automatically they just look at each other and they know okay this is how i have to yep. respond what i have to do and this is what's going to happen for the rest of the night no i so completely I- agree and i think yeah. this brings me back to some of our earlier conversations to love language how do you understand and perfectly complement someone else's like love or sexual language right yeah it's just interesting they look at each other and they fall in each other's arms and they're just there and it, i mean how many times do you go to a club and you see 
the one person and you're like i'm done like that's that's all my club experience is going to be about nothing else just this one person <laughs> no yeah i i don't know it's it is it's almost as if it's not the club experience but their entire life is about that one person i Even know and most of yeah. the these spontaneous but it doesn't look spontaneous it looks it looks like it it's instantaneous but it's also like inherent are you telling me the ending to a perfect club night ends with that perfect hookup with the perfect guy with the six pack abs and the 62 inch height is that <laughs> is that what i need to expect the next time we go clubbing i mean are you perfect palavi <laughs> i don't want to be because as i just said and controversial hot take perfection is fake and that's, that's the last thing i think either of us wants to be yeah no i think it's i think this idea of what you're suggesting of perfection of like how they react with each other's mm-hmm. really, cuz i was thinking about dime dime and for reasons that i think palavi and i don't understand till present day <laughs> if actually seen the movie pati patni aur wo and it's interesting because here is this dude this middle class uh, arguably even like lower middle class maybe a guy who's married from kanpur who's mm-hmm. not had much exposure to city who can just walk in with like a young almost college looking girl and mm-hmm. have like the time of his life and drink and do the perfect dance that makes everyone in delhi clap for him and uh, i don't know like i don't it's just, it seems so unbelievable that you can have someone who's so perfectly drunk um Agreed. And, and again yet it's not just about being perfectly drunk it's this idea that he's with a girl right mm-hmm. it's setting very unrealistic and perfect standards for like irrespective of what background you're in like how you're supposed to interact in the club um same with like what i same with like holly holly um where i thought that both tabu and rakul preet they just dance away sexually and i think they're meant to be representing different ages in in the movie but mm-hmm. i just, i just thought it was interesting how both of them are expected are, are they're not expected but they actually are sexy um automatically and they're sexy slightly differently but honestly it's the same exactly right? yeah mm-hmm. so whether it's age whether it's background class nothing really matters i mean whoever walks into the club knows what to do and walks out with whatever they want exactly again wow yep <laughs> No, I hundred percent agree, and I think um, some of the last thoughts that you know you can answer, you can leave out to the audience members is, I guess, asking yourself what we strive for. Because I do think we talk about perfection, maybe not in the club setting, but also outside of that. And who sets the norm of what it means to be perfect? I think this is a very, I think it's an important question to ask ourselves to be mindful consumers of media. Mm-hmm. and um just mindful of the trends that we subconsciously internalize because i mean we're not sitting on some high pedestal pedestal saying pedestal saying that we've we completely disagree with this perfection because yes we have internalized a lot of these notions and we do prescribe the specific ideas of what it means to be perfect you know in our own contexts mm-hmm. so i think you know leaving you maybe i want to ask you that question i think how important do you think it is to think about what perfection is who defines perfection for us and mm. how to and just being more mindful of that wow so in terms of bollywood or in terms of in general both 
<laughs> wow dude. you don't have to answer the question i mean kind of like what we were discussing this entire time media definitely has an influence and when i say that i don't necessarily mean just depictions of characters or actors on screen i mean even storylines even mm-hmm. um mass media in general right reading newspaper articles and how people characterize and talk about students i mean I I can give an example for a while I always wanted to take the IAS exam and become an IAS officer <laughs> even though I'm uh, anyway so uh, so what is really interesting is whenever there'd be an article in any newspaper about someone who cleared the IAS exam mm-hmm. I'd always get super excited and I'd read all of these articles right mm-hmm. and what so fascinating about these articles is that they always highlight the hard working nature of these students in a perfect way right we're idealized to think that like either the the hard work that they put in is effortless or that um you know they did all the hard work but they wanted to and it was all good mm-hmm. um and somehow it all worked out in the end because it was meant to right and i look at these club songs and i feel it's the same damn thing right meant Just, to be exactly it was it was meant to be these people who i don't know if they're happy excuse me wearing what they're wearing <laughs> comfortable they're... more importantly right we what comfortable are they happy but also are they comfortable wearing what they're wearing exactly so i don't know we we don't get a sense of that but i mean this is what we're being fed this is the ideal this is how it's supposed to be um i, I know i'm making it sound as if like you know they're like a corrupt government or something but <laughs> there's something to be said still about about bollywood songs um and not just these remixes but the trends in general um and considering that bollywood is like again we've been saying this episode after episode but uh, it's for a large section of the population i mean indian movies irrespective of language um are major influencers of their choices that they or at least they set standards for people whether they speak of them that we are not But what, mm-hmm. what do you think? I gave a very detailed answer. Sorry. No, I absolutely loved what you said. I loved the analogy and I think that's those that's a great sort of reflection point to leave people with, you know. Think about what we've internalized and I guess, you know, you can be okay with it, but just realize what you've internalized. I think that's the biggest step anyone can take and yeah, I hope when you go to the club you have a perfect experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's it stay tuned for our next episode where we talk a little bit more about what it means to be an urban indian woman in today's time